Hello and welcome to Self-Kindness with Pete. Before we jump in, I just want to say this conversation talks about the question, what's the point? If you are really struggling, I want to invite you to seek help, my friend. You can reach out to me. Together we can find somebody. And let's find out how to best serve you. You are worthy of that support, so don't hesitate. You can message me. You can find a link in the show notes. Now, thanks for listening. Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, the podcast where I show you how the practice of inner kindness changes everything. Through the conversations here, I'll teach you how to turn that harsh, critical, and even hurtful inner voice into one that is kind, supportive, and healing. I'm Pete Sibley, the self-kindness coach, and I am so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley, and I'm going to jump right in today. Something that is riding with me, riding on my heart, is, uh, well, are two questions. The first is the question that comes up in a mind that is exhausted. And that is the question, what's the point? The other thing that is riding on my heart is, how do you end war? So, What is the point? If I'm constantly talking about self-kindness on this program and, you know, self-kindness, even self-kindness isn't something that you can access in your life or things feel totally out of your power, like war, what is the point? So... I wanted to speak to that today. I wanted to embrace that today Uh, because that's come up in my life, these questions. What's the point? And how do I end war? So the first question, what's the point? When you find yourself asking, what's the point? There's an assumption that isn't available. And that assumption is something that prompts the very question, what's the point? And that is, there is a point. Now, this might sound um, frightening or scary to some of you listening, but I invite you to just hang in here with me as I walk through this. When we ask the question, what's the point? There is an assumption that there is a point. And I had to find out, how did I decide that there was a point? Who told me that there was a point? When did I become a believer in what that point was? Because for me, what that question asks, what's the point, is that there is a final 
it feels almost like an ultimatum. Like, what's the point for me to continue going on this story, this, uh, you know, this point that I took on as the point? And I'm talking about the point of waking up in the morning, of brushing your teeth, of going to work, of continuing to live a life where your brain and internally the the story is so powerful it's war it's full on war and you have done war for so long you have defended you have you know done all of the things that you believe were you know, in alignment with that point of trying to make that point work. And it gets to a a moment where some of us ask, what is the point? So how do you decide? How did you decide? Who told you? Is the point to stay alive? Then why? What's, what's, What's the aliveness for? Is the point to achieve something? Then what? What is it that you're achieving with this life? Is the point something for others? And again, how do you decide? Sometimes we feel frightened when we ask, what's the point? Because there is a longing for something to go away. And to be more straightforward, for something to die. Having been somebody who has asked that question, what's the point? I found that what needed to go away in me, what I needed to allow to... What I needed to allow to die was this unattainable person that I needed to be for the world around me. And when we get to those moments, questioning like this can feel really frightening. And I invite you to, if you're listening to this podcast and you're resonating with a lot of this, to reach out, to seek somebody that you trust. And You know, you can reach out. You could definitely reach out to me, my friend. So questioning like this can feel very frightening. And it's frightening to a mind that doesn't feel grounded in this moment that is in the future, that's in the past, that's back and forth, and not able to truly land and be grounded and find some tiny, tiny speck of support right here, right now. It feels like an unraveling. It feels like we're unraveling your life, but actually to reclaim your life, you need to, you must tap into your inner wisdom. Now, don't mistake the voice in your head, that brutal voice in your head, that is, 
you know, on the warpath, the warmonger in your own head as your inner wisdom. You can easily bypass that voice by using any practice that will bring you gently and kindly and real deal for you right here, right now. For me, it was something called self-inquiry. A few questions. One of my favorites is Byron Katie, the work. And so I would question that thought. There is a point. Is it true? There's a point. Is it true? Just a yes or no. And when I get still with that, I can either say yes or I can say no. There is a point. Can I absolutely know that it's true that there is a point to this thing called life? Again, it's just a question. And if I look at it with curiosity, I just get still. There's a point. Yes or no? And however I answer, I then move on to how do I react when I believe there's a point to life? And maybe I can ask in this question, how do I, how do I react when I believe there's a point to life and I can't connect to it anymore? Or I can't find it? Well, how do I react? It feels hopeless. I feel exhausted. I feel ashamed. I feel embarrassed. I want to close off from the rest of the world. How do I react? I believe everybody else has it figured out, and I don't. How do I react? The voices in my head get louder. They start shouting at me even more, like, what's your problem, Pete? Why can't you figure this out, Pete? How do I live my life when I believe that there's a point and... I can't find it anymore. I can't attach to it. I don't believe in it anymore. And again, these are just questions. How do I react? Well, maybe I see my past where I started to believe my parents that the point was to be a good spouse. Or my point in my life was to be a generous person. Or my point in my life was to get a good job and have a good retirement. And what if I don't have those things? The next question is, who or what would I be without this thought that there's a point to life? And I love that question because what I notice is that it doesn't, take me needing to have a definition of what my life is about, the meaning of my life. I don't need to have a definition to be able to sit here and breathe without the thought. Like, let's say for a moment, I got distracted and I forgot and I wasn't thinking about that there's a point or there isn't a point. I notice that I just keep on breathing I notice that I can feel the shape of the cough drop that's in my mouth. Without the thought, there's a point. I'm looking outside and the sun is shining. 
And so it creates space around something that felt so huge and so massive in my life just a few moments ago. Just by getting still and asking some questions and bringing myself right here through a few simple questions. If I answer them with integrity, the best that I know. And again, if you don't know how to do this, there are resources out there to find out how to do this. You can always look me up. You can message me on Instagram. You can email me. You can just Google search Byron Katie's The Work or go to thework.com and you can find those questions that I was just asking. The final part of Byron Katie's The Work is to turn a thought around. And it sounds like this. The original thought was, there's a point. Now if I turn the thought around, what I'm doing is I'm starting to help my brain find new evidence because our brains are brilliant. They can find evidence for anything. They can prove anything true. They really can, my friend. They can. You know, my brain proved to me for decades that I, you know, was essentially a not a good person. I wasn't doing things right. And I believe that for a long time. So turning the thought around, there's a point. The opposite is there isn't a point. Now, to find evidence for that, it might look like there isn't a point to life. And where my brain goes with it, and I've done these questions a lot, my friend, but where my brain goes is a point is finite. And a point, even, you know, mathematically, is this, it's so specific to one area on either a graph or one area, even if it's 3D, it's a specific, boom, right there. So I can find that there isn't a point to life. Life is infinite. There isn't a one thing for life. And again, how do you decide? We get to ask ourselves, we get to question all of those different points or ideas that other people gave us. And we as adults have the autonomy. We have, it's our sovereignty to be able to say, you know, I believe the point of my life is this, 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 and this. And I get to question all of them. If it's not working for you, if you find yourself asking, what is the point? Then that is the time to start questioning. It's the time to begin looking. And it's the time to begin to open the aperture wider. Because, my friend, that hurts. It hurts to be in that place. It's hard. It's confusing. And I'm sorry that you might find yourself there or that we have to go through it. And 
as somebody who has been in that place and who has gone through it. This was my way. Asking these questions, questioning, finding people that could support me in this practice. One little bit of space at a time. Because that's how we got there in the first place. It wasn't just, oh, one day all of a sudden we're like, what is the point? It's like a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. So the same gentle way is how we back out of this. The beautiful part of this is if you back out of this and ask these questions this way and come into it, this is how you bypass that warmongering voice and you get in touch with your wisdom. You get in touch with what self-trust feels like inside of you. Get in touch with your opinion. And this is how we end war. When we're feeling powerless, if we read the news and there's war. Or there's war all around us, which that hasn't been my experience. So I can't speak to what that feels like. What I can speak to is the war in community the war as it shows up as fighting in a household, the war as it shows up in being identified as, you know, a man or a woman and having that war come down on you of how to act, how to be in the world. The war that goes on internally, that's where we end war. So again, I can't end war is a thought. I can't do anything about this war is a thought. And we can question that. Is that true? I can't end the war. Can I absolutely know that it's true? And I could say, yes, I can't end this war. It's like, Pete, I can't stop. In this moment, it's Russia and Ukraine. I can't stop the tanks. Well, how do I react when I believe that? I feel powerless. I feel hopeless. I see images of tanks running over people. I see power from government. I see people who want to hurt and kill and just I see a war that's happening in my own mind. So who would I be without that? Who would I be without the thought? If again, for a moment, I couldn't think that thought and I'm sitting, well, I can hear music in the background somewhere. Somebody's playing music and I can hear the sounds of the world around me without the thought for just a moment right here. I take a deeper breath. Again, I feel the temperature of the air. I can feel the <laughs> stiffness of the chair underneath me. And for a moment, there is space in my own mind. 
that's who I am without the thought for just a moment. This doesn't mean that I don't care about the people who are in the real war. But I'm sitting here thousands and thousands of miles away and I'm raging a war in my own head. So let me stop that first. Let me get clear in this moment. So then when I get to this next part of questioning these thoughts, of turnarounds, of the original thought was, I can't end war. Turned around, I can end war. Where can I end war? How can I take action right now? Is there a way that it's possible for me to take action right now? Is there a way that I can affect a government? Then let me do that. I don't know. Maybe somebody who might be listening to this has millions of followers and you can post something. You can tweet something. Maybe you are, uh, hello, President Biden. It's amazing that you are listening to my podcast, my friend. You can do something. So it's within each of us. And if you're like me, a person sitting in their home in front of a computer, how can I end war? I can begin with the war that's in my head. Let me start there. Because truly, my friend, that is where war is born. It starts in my head with shoulds and shouldn'ts and needs and victim mentality. Because that war then branches out into me arguing with the people in my lives. And those people in my lives end up seeing that argument is how things get done. And then they go out into the world and they argue. And then when the argument doesn't work with words, then it turns into actions. If you have listened to me or if you maybe you are in the coaching world or you've heard this, another tool is the idea of all of our thoughts come out of a circumstance or the situation. And then from those thoughts are emotions and feelings. And we take actions out of our emotions and feelings. And governments are run by people who have emotions and feelings. And they have thoughts that cause those emotions and feelings. So when you say, that's not enough, Pete, to end the war in my head, I say, if you know how to end it in your head, then teach somebody else how to do it. So you can end the war in your head, and then you end the war with your children, with your spouse, with your neighbor, with your brother-in-law, with that politician. That's what we're doing here. And for me, I don't need to answer what's the point beyond seeing what's going on in my head right now, seeing what I can affect right here, right now, bringing myself back to this present moment. Because the mind that is afraid, is exhausted, is tired, is asking what's the point and wants an ending 
is a mind that's living in the future and also living in the past. And my love, my friend, my dear, if there's one thing, one thing that you can do, it's to bring yourself right here, breathing, feeling the aliveness by putting your awareness on your hands. Can you feel your hands right here, right now? And if you feel like you are so far gone and spinning out, reach out. You can message me on Instagram. I'm self-kindness with Pete on Instagram. You can email me. My email is peterksibley at gmail. You can find that in the notes for the show. You can reach out to somebody that you love. There are so many resources. Asking for help is how you end war. Asking for help is how... Well, I was going to say it's how you ask for help. There was something in me that asked for help. And I answered my own call. And that led me to people, ideas that continue to help me to this day. So when I say I love you, I mean it. I love you. And I am so grateful that you are here walking this journey with me. And let's do this together. If you have questions about self-kindness, reach out. I would love to share more with you. And until next week, be well. Love you. Hello, self-kindness with Pete listener. Are you ready? If this message resonates with you today, reach out. I know I can help you. We can jump on a call. I'll walk you step by step through every step of the way. You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you, the kindness you express to the world. Time to turn that in and start living that beautiful, brilliant life. Go to the show notes, click on the link, and let's start today. I can't wait to talk.